Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Benjamin Vidmar here, and you're listening to Making the Impossible Possible. Stay tuned as we get things going and into this week's podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Today, we will discuss how to get your out of your own way when you're working toward making the impossible possible by eliminating two self-sabotaging behaviors, procrastination and perfectionism. If you're new here, you may not know that I'm a chef who grew fresh produce in the world's northernmost permanently inhabited community, Longyearbyen. When I moved to Longyearbyen and began working in the restaurants, I discovered that the food being flown in was less than ideal. I had an idea to make the impossible possible. I wanted to grow my own food in a place that rarely gets above freezing and has a polar night lasting more than two months. Not only that, but I wanted to do it with minimum waste since there is no efficient way to remove waste from the island. I started polar permaculture with no experience and hardly any funds. I ran into obstacle after obstacle, and I'm still working through many of them. It's not easy being a farmer of a, on an island without any soil. It's not easy running an agriculture business where there are no laws or protection in place because you're literally the first one to do it. It's not easy convincing a community that there is a better way to obtain fresh food than what we've been doing for decades. But every day, I was out there doing it, following this seemingly impossible dream that grew out of seeing a problem and deciding to create the solution myself. Too often, when we are contemplating taking risks to follow our dreams, we halt in our tracks because of what we perceive are obstacles outside of our control. We lament not having enough time or resources. We abandon a goal because our life gets busy in other ways, for example, or because we interpret setbacks as signs we should stop. The excuses are endless, but the reason behind them is the same. We fear failure. As humans, we are hardwired by instincts and behaviors that are thousands of years old. And in the past, they served us well. They kept us safe from, say, being trampled in a stampede or eating a poisonous mushroom. There are natural responses triggered when, experience, when we experience obstacles that shout at our baser instincts. This isn't working. Abort! Sometimes those instincts are still helpful. I'm sure you have experienced that knowing when you encounter someone untrustworthy or are offered up something genuinely dangerous. But that primal fear designed to keep us safe from harmful kicks and, is, is, and when we don't want it. It kicks in when we don't want it to. We perceive failure as a threat and we do everything we can to avoid it. Once you recognize that your response to the fear of failure is entirely common and human, you can start to demolish it. Let's take a look at some self-sabotaging behaviors resulting from this fear of failure and learn how to overcome them so you can make the impossible possible. I'm sure you've experienced procrastination at some point in your life. Usually it's a tactic we employ when we are dreading completing a specific task. We binge watch TV shows instead of making a dreaded phone call, for example. We clean our kitchen until it's gleaming to put off writing a dull report. And we typically find little relief from this. We just think about the thing we are dreading as we are putting it off further and further. But the procrastination can evolve into something even more harmful when we use it as a form of self-sabotage. Because here's the thing, we, can, we can't do our best work when we push it into the last minute. We deprive ourselves of the time to edit, reflect, and improve. A part of our brain knows this, and by procrastinating, we are tricking ourselves into thinking any failure we experience as a result of it is not because of our capability, worth, or intelligence. It must be because we didn't allow ourselves time to do better. 
It's just kicking the can further down the road saying, well, I left it until the last minute this time, so it flopped. I'll get started earlier next time, and then we don't. Wash, rinse, repeat. Procrastination becomes a scapegoat, and you never have to find out what you're capable of. So if you are a procrastination self-sabotager, it's essential that you begin to break the habit. The first step is coming to terms with the real reason behind your procrastination. It's not because you work better under pressure or because you are lazy. It's because you're afraid that if you gave yourself the time you really needed to do something to your best ability, you might be disappointed with what your results are. They say acceptance is the first step, and that's really true here. Accept that you are procrastinating because you are avoiding dealing with more significant inner obstacles. Research shows that understanding the hidden causes of procrastination weakens them and makes it easier to stop the behavior. So just by taking the time to walk through why you procrastinate will actually help you to stop procrastinating. Kind of handy, huh? Once you've begun to reflect on deeper issues associated with putting things off, you can start setting yourself up for success and employing all those organization and planning techniques you constantly hear about but have, well, procrastinated on using. Break your goal into smaller steps. Write them down. Attach due dates and reward yourself for completing them on time. If you just can't, no matter how hard you've tried, bring yourself to follow a list or adhere to a calendar, there's another approach you can try. It's called Swiss cheesing, and it works like this. You set aside a predetermined amount of time to work on your goal. It can be 10 minutes or 2 hours. It doesn't matter. You don't have to plan out what you're going to do with that time beforehand. Just set a timer and start. Do something, anything that moves you closer to achieving the goal. Research, outlining, drafting, building, planting, anything. If you are working to make a dent in the task, you're golden. Then you're free to walk away when the timer goes off. Or if you find yourself in the flow, go ahead and keep at it until you grow bored or tired. Use this approach for a few days and you'll begin to see the significant holes you have made in the goal, just like Swiss cheese. Suddenly, that enormous impossible task could be devoured in a few more bites. And as a bonus, once you've completed your Swiss cheese time, you can go back to binging on your shows guilt-free. It's hard to find a better environment for procrastination than Svalbard. I mean, we don't see the sun for over two months. Can you imagine the determination it takes to get anything done during the winter? When it's easier to say, I'll wait until the spring. I'll wait until I go outside without my toes going numb. I'll wait until I can see without a light. But a lesson I've learned here is that procrastination, procrastinating deprives not only you, but the world of what you have to offer. If I had waited until I saw a lovely warm summer to begin experimenting, we'd still be without reliably unspoiled fresh food. My decision to just start benefited my entire community, even if not everyone always agreed with me. It got, me le- it got me learning, got me excited, got me experience. It would have been easier to just put it off until I gave it a half-hearted attempt under a lamp in my bedroom and then washed my hands and said, oh, well, it's certainly not much harder to dive in each day. It's certainly much harder to dive in each day, but it's also so worth it. Another way you may be getting in your own way is by indulging in perfectionism. Whether you consider yourself a perfectionist or not, more people are great at morphing into one when it's convenient as an excuse to avoid action. We tell ourselves, we can't move forward until the timing is perfect, or we can't master a skill, or we have more time, money, until we have more time, money, or motivation. 
Perfection becomes an impossible standard that keeps you inactive. Again, it's crucial to examine the reasons behind the perfectionism. Why are you so afraid of putting something out in the world that is less than perfect? It's likely because you fear rejection, shame, or judgment. Dismantling your beliefs of worth being tied to others' perception is not easy work, but it's essential. It also helps to look at successful people who started their endeavors long before they were perfect. The big brands, products, entertainment, etc. They that we all love today started as deeply flawed drafts. They evolved over time and are still developing to become better hence. No one is perfect. We're all just doing the best we can. Stop thinking that your best is glaringly worse than everyone else's. Perfectionism as a tool of inaction is a hard habit to break, and it takes practice. Try some hypothesis testing by strategically doing things less than perfectly. Publish the blog post without editing it. Invite a friend over without cleaning your house like you're hosting the Queen of England. Or send an email that isn't overly analyzed within an inch of its life for conveying the right tone. Then see what happens. You probably notice that no one else is even aware you are slacking. Even bad outcomes probably aren't as terrible as you anticipated. Practicing acting without it being perfect can give you the confidence to pursue bigger goals. When I started polar permaculture, I had nothing. I didn't know about soil or growing regions or crop rotation. I wasn't a farmer. I was a chef who knew he hated using substandard food and a guy who loved his home and hated seeing waste washed out to the sea. I had a lot of moments when I thought, maybe if I learn a little more first, or maybe I should wait until I find an expert to help. But that was a great yawning black hole of perfectionism. I was trying to grow food in the Arctic. There wasn't room for perfection, just trial and error. And once I started pushing, I just learned as I went. First, everything failed. Then some things worked, more things failed. But at the end, I was growing microgreens for every restaurant in Longyearbyen. I was composting the organic waste into nearly zero waste. I've grown tomatoes, chilies, onions, basils. None of that would have ever been possible if I waited for the perfect time to start or bowed out the first time I didn't have an ideal result. There's a lot to overcome when you choose to follow your dreams and make the impossible possible. But if you can get out of your own way with these two behaviors and just start, you'll soon look back and realize that you've already overcome the worst part. Luckily for you, I've grown... I've grown some food on Svalbard, covered. it's covered, so you can move on to the next impossible thing. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Making the Impossible Possible. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and review our podcast so that others can find it and enjoy it. And make, your, make sure you subscribe to, a show, to our show on Spotify, Stitcher, or Radio Public, so you don't miss a single episode. If you're interested in learning more about me, polar permaculture, or how to make the impossible things possible, visit my website, linked in the show notes. Until next time, stay well and take care.